We have to look at the internet because a lot of bad things are happening to young kids and young minds, and their minds are being formed. And uh, we have to do something about uh, maybe what they're seeing and how they're seeing it, and also video games. I'm hearing more and more people say the level of violence on video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Sick and Wrong. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, I've. Uh, been sober this week oh yeah yeah this whole week haven't drank how do you get to sleep um you know i kind of uh i kind of get through the night terrors by smoking weed does it does that count Am yes I, it what, counts how does weed okay i'm dr- i haven't drank son. this whole week oh well fucking... i thought weed i thought weed's just kind of yeah. weed who cares so yeah. wait you're not sober technically if you're still smoking yeah weed? you're not getting a blowjob from me god you know I'm so hoping I'd yeah. get one. Yeah. Um, you know, usually when I do something, I don't know if you're like this, but I think a lot of people are. When I do something extraordinarily stupid mm. while I'm under the influence, like something just completely idiotic, I usually stop doing alcohol for a week. Like mm. I go, I just kind of cut it out for about a week, couple weeks. It's just like I do that for like I don't a know day. If I, if I want to, my memory is short. I, you know, yeah. I'll be, I'm not going to do this again for a day. Well. Because I, I, I woke up in the hospital like like I died in Grand Theft Auto, you know. But and then it's like two days later, I forget about it. So you know what it is yeah. when you injure yourself yeah. when you're drunk. Like I injured myself, and I was like, "This was so stupid." Yeah. I actually have an injury, so yeah. I felt like I'm gonna I'm gonna stop drinking until my injury's healed, mm. which is not quite healed yet. Although I drank last night. But uh, so anyway, long story short, mm. I was uh, it was last week yeah. after the Super Bowl, pretty yeah. boring Super Bowl. Went yeah. over to my friend Casey's house. And he had, and that, that, I think that was part of the problem. Because if we had gone to a bar, mm. I don't think you'd have drank as much because it'd been a little more difficult to get a drink. Yeah. But he had a fucking full bar in his house. Like mm. this guy, he's got a fucking studio apartment. He's got a full bar, mm. like a bar, yeah. which is weird. I mean, I can understand having a couple bottles of whiskey, maybe a bottle of vodka or something mm-hmm. or wine. But he had like a full bar. He was making mixed drinks and shot after shot and so then for for the food i was thinking well maybe he has like super bowl food like seven layer bean dip or nachos mm. or some shit it's sushi mm. who serves sushi at a super bowl party la people i guess maybe but you don't yeah. soak up any alcohol when you just eat sushi and okay. it was like it wasn't like uh nigiri sushi it was just sashimi it was just pieces of fish i would love that it would be I, great. No, I loved yeah, it yeah, yeah. but i fucking mm. just got just completely blown out wasted right and so anyway game was kind of boring i barely even remember the end mm. i do remember the the like horrible halftime show i don't know if that lackluster halftime show with fucking maroon five idiot mm. but anyway after the game i'm leaving the house and he was like you should call a lift and i was like ah fuck it because do you do this do you drunk walk no We've you, been ca- you this. call lift I, I drunk walk what do you mean drunk walk like i will mean? walk two miles just because i think it like's Oh, yeah, of, I've done that. Yeah, yeah, It sort sure. of gets, oh, yeah. uh, maybe it makes me less inebriated yeah. or something. Or yeah, no, it's fun. It makes the alcohol settle. Yeah. But so I started drunk walking, drunk yeah. walking home. He only lives like it's a fun. mile away. Yeah. Um, but it was fucking pouring rain. Mm. So I was like, should I call a lift? And I look over and I'm like, 
oh, there's a Lime scooter. You mm. know those scooters? Yeah, yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, they those scooters, like I rode a scooter back in October in San Diego, but yeah. they weren't really around in L.A. Mm. Like I hadn't seen any of these scooters in L.A. But right. now they're popping up. I see them all over Hollywood. I see them, they're all over randomly in K-Town. Mm. And so I was like, that's a good idea. I'll take a scooter home yeah. in the fucking rain. And so I get my, I, I don't remember doing this, but I get mm. my phone, scan it, get on the scooter, I'm cruising. I'm going up the street, going up Normandy, and I bit it fucking hard. Like mm. hard. Like I hit something, face right into a bunch of mud. I fucking That's like so sprained hilarious. my thumb, cut it yeah. open, oh, sprained damn. my thumb. Mm, yeah. My whole my whole body was covered in mud. Yeah. And then like I get up and I remember kind of vaguely some people are like, hey, dude, are you all right? And I'm like, fuck off. Mm, and I get back mm. on the scooter and I'm like just mm. goth on a scooter yeah, going yeah. home. Yeah. I get all the way home and I realize, fuck, I forgot my, my fucking phone. I lost my phone. And my phone flew out of my pocket when yeah. I bit it. So I went all the way back yeah, yeah. to 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 where Casey lives, and I'm like cruising, walking around trying to find the phone. Yeah, couldn't find the phone. Ended up going all the way back home. In total, yeah. it cost me fourteen dollars to just go a mile, which would have been like a three dollar lift. Oh, and took me seventy. That's how much that shit costs. Those super well, fucking things. Seventy six minutes on okay. it. Uh, I don't know what uh, I was doing. Yeah, I took yeah. the most fucked up route. I was looking at the map. I'm like, where, where the fuck was I going? Mm. I don't even know. And so I get you home. lost your phone. Oh yeah. And Is I that get, why you had like a busted ass phone when you get, showed it to me the other day? No, nah, that was ago? that was a couple weeks ago. Uh, today. No, my, my phone's fine now. Oh, oh. I, I ended up getting it back. So I came <clears throat> oh, home, right. and my girlfriend's like, what the fuck happened to mm, you? And I'm mm. just covered in mud. I'm like, what do you mean? She's mm. like, well, what happened? Mm. <laughs> she thought I got jumped. Yeah. And I was like, and so I kind of explained to her, and I'm like, I think I lost my phone. So then I'm, we end up calling it, and some dude had it. Mm. And so we met him at the hotel. She drove me out there, met him at this hotel. And it was like a, gr a group of like these crusty punk guys. Like This yeah. guy had like face tattoos and dreadlocks, and he was all like, yeah, but your phone's all fucked up. It's all waterlogged. And I was like, all right. And I gave him like 20 bucks, got my phone back. And it was like, it was all fucked up for a couple of days. Now yeah. it looks fine. Hmm. Um, but anyway, I was just like the next day I woke up and just splitting headache. Didn't even go to work. And my hmm. thumb's all fucked up and I didn't yeah. even remember what happened. And I just deleted that application. You shouldn't, you, th those things should be illegal. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to go on a crusade now, You're an anti-scooter yeah. crusade. I fucking, people should not ride those things or they should have a breathalyzer test for those. Okay. Like you should blow into your phone or something. And if it's yeah. like, if you're above a certain, like, you know, alcohol percentage, it just won't start. Okay. Because I was talking to a friend they of mine. You only go 15 miles an hour or something, right? Nah, I think less than that. Okay. But I was talking to a friend of mine. He was saying, you're fucking lucky. I'm like, yeah. well, what do you mean? That I didn't bash my head open? Yeah. And he was just like, no, that you didn't get a DUI. Because cops oh. are all over the, the, all over the city because of Super Bowl. And apparently, you get a DUI on those things. Really? Could you imagine getting a DUI uh, on a scooter? That's fucking retarded. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Would you have ever stopped making fun of me for that? Um, no. Like, no. I, I would have had to tell mm. people, like, I can't drive right mm. now because I got a DUI. And it's like, oh, really? Where'd you get mm. pulled over? It was on a scooter. Yeah. I didn't actually get mm. pulled over. <laughs> and I fucking drove around 76 minutes on that thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a miracle. So anyway, I mean, I, I've been sober this if week. We did, though, I'm the guy to call in that situation because I know my way in, out, and around those uh, breathalyzer things that they make you put in your car. Oh, really? Max had one. What, do you make a child blow for you? Um, you can like make a device that you know what I mean. You have a bunch of balloons. That's I like heard a whole that thing. doesn't work anymore, though. I've heard they really? like. Yeah, it worked for me. 
Are you just get a kid to blow yeah, up a yeah. balloon and then you just put it on it? I'd blow up a balloon. <laughs> or actually, I can't blow up balloons. I'd get my girlfriend to blow up balloons, you know? So I don't, know. Just mm. the fact that, that, that mm. I would have to be in jail mm. for a night and people would be like, oh, shit, you mm. got a DUI. Mm. What happened? It's on a scooter. I just, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't even want to explain that. Yeah. I'm never going to go on one of those things again. Yeah. Fucking embarrassing. In you, fact, I think what I might do is uh, make a video game yeah. where you actually just drive into people on the scooters. Okay. Just smashing them. You yeah. know, you get points. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you program that? Fucking A. <laughs> That's my segue. There you go. Um, you know they're doing a new Muppet show? Really? Yeah, it's called like The Day the Muppets Died. or It's not called that, but it's called something like I that. I kind of like that. that. Mass suicide? No, it's like, like Heaven's Gate it's kind like of It thing. takes place after the Muppets take Manhattan and it's like a detective story where they're trying to like Ralph the dog mysteriously disappeared and they're trying to figure out why and what happened to him. He was, he was the homosexual, right? No, he was the dog that played the piano. He but might I have think he was home. a homosexual. He might, I don't know what his, his, I don't know which way he swung. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not that that's a big deal. It's yeah. just I thought out of all of them, he probably was. The dog? I think so. Really? If I, maybe I'm getting confused with uh, Fozzie Bear. Oh. Because Fozzie Bear also seemed like a pervert to me. Even really? when I was a kid, I thought he was a pervert. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. So who's the who's the detective? It's like a noir. It doesn't say. It's, yeah, like, it's like a, a noir. noir um, yes, Muppets. Huh. <laughs> Probably Kermit. I mean, I would hope it's Kermit. You know. Have, did you like the reboot of the Muppets? I never saw it actually. With Jason Segel. Oh, is that what it was? He was the guy that did okay. it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I he brought it in. He like did. It. Yeah. it did terribly. That's all I know. <laughs> it did terribly, and it yeah, people didn't like it and. You know, speaking of uh, mm. of uh, ex girlfriends, yeah. uh, Joe Kelly, my friend, his ex girlfriend's dating Jason Jason Siegel. Really? Yep. Mm. That's the worst thing when your your ex girlfriend starts dating a famous guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. When I had more hair, I used to be able to pass for him for Jason Siegel. Yeah, yeah, like five years ago or something. You know, dude, you probably could have got some ass with that. Yeah. And that guy apparently gets ass. I don't <laughs> know why. Uh, because he's in movies and stuff. You know? I guess maybe. And he's funny. He's got a Muppet fetish. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that was a, a bit of a non sequitur. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know where that was, was going. I, I had something. I had a story. Oh, did too? you? I don't remember for the goddamn life of me. I wouldn't so mind trying it. to get like All Muppets. All I could think of was the Muppets. On scooters. Yeah. Killing each other in a mass suicide. Scooter, the Muppet. Uh, he on was scooter. He was the homosexual. He was something. He yeah. was real something. I would say I he was. Know. He probably yeah. was. Game up it. Um, anyway, mm. uh, the actual topic that we were I supposed to. I liked his sister, Skeeter. I want to say her name was Skeeter. I had she a crush on like her, it, and I had a crush on Janice. Remember Janice? The blonde in the band? In the band? Oh, yeah, man. I liked her too. Oof. I always thought she was hot. But Fuck there weren't that many female mm. Muppets to choose from. There weren't that many. Yeah. You didn't have a lot, a lot of options. Was but. Beaker even male? Because I had a bit of a crush on him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was uh, gender non-binary. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. yeah. So. All right, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the actual topic mm. that we're going to talk about is uh, something mm. I don't really know that much about because yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not an avid gamer. Right. I'm not an avid video gamer. And it was funny, like, uh, when was this? I think it was over the summer. Mm. I interviewed for a spot at uh, Sony that, that they're doing uh, God of War, the studio that does God of War. Right. And uh, I would have been fine. A mm. project manager producer spot over there yeah. and then the first question they're like so what games do you play mm. and I, I was struggling to come up with titles yeah 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 because yeah. <laughs> the last game system I owned was like 
God, I want to say a PS1. Right, yeah. Not a Sega Genesis. A yeah. P- I did have a PS1. Yeah. But I'm not an avid gamer. You yeah. you still play games, right? I do, although I've been in a... Sometimes, like, I really get into it. The last few months, I've been in... Sometimes I go through with periods where, like, things that I enjoy, all of a sudden, I don't enjoy them anymore. And it's like I, it's like I, I there's no games I want to play. I'll sit down and try to play a game, and then into it. I don't know. I'm in even it like new games. Like it's yeah. Like a new game I don't know. I go through things it. where it's like I can't enjoy it. You know what? It's like one of those commercials where it's like, are you unable to enjoy the things you want to enjoy? <laughs> Do you have chronic diarrhea and crash scooters into mud puddles? I still enjoy chronic diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That would have made that whole experience right. even more embarrassing if I would have shit yeah. myself after I like smashed into a mud puddle. Um, yeah. You know, my girlfriend got uh, she has that Amazon wish list, right? And uh, you know, her followers on Instagram will buy her shit. Yeah. Someone bought a Grand Theft Auto, the one in based in L.A. Which one was that? San Andreas. Is that yeah five? GTA five. The San Andreas was the original. Oh okay, Saturday. whatever. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know okay. anything about games. Yeah, yeah. So I was playing. I was playing it. Were you and, playing uh, it online or were you playing? No, the, we okay. put it on uh, okay. in the PlayStation. We were playing yeah. it. Well, and dude, I suck at games. I just yeah. don't have the motor hand skills, yeah, yeah, the yeah. coordination to play. I'm just that. I'm so old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so old that yeah. I was like sitting there. It made me feel old. Like yeah. I got depressed playing it because mm. I suck so bad. Yeah, I suck so hard. Which those character games. were you playing? Whatever the guy was, that was. There's like three guys. Okay, it right. was the first at the very beginning. Okay. I right. could barely even drive the car. Okay, it was that bad. Okay, and yeah. I thought there was a point, like in the old games, the first yeah. you know iterations of yeah. Grand Theft Auto, you could just you don't have to do the story. You just go out and fucking <clears throat> fuck shit up, kill people, get the the uh, FBI. After you could you. still do that. You can't though. Because it would be it, all of a sudden it would stop and be like you're off the mission and just cancel. Okay, look, that was the beginning. Any game now, there's like an hour you have to get through of like introductory shit. Oh, is that what I was just in the? Yeah. I was, so that makes me even more depressed now. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even you in the get actual past game. the introductory <laughs> shit. Jesus yeah. Christ! Once you get past that, you're okay. But yeah, no, they did change things. Like I remember with GTA Four, they started being like, you were some weird Eastern European guy in New York, and it'd be you'd be doing stuff, and you'd get a text from like your cousin Svakistan or something. And it's like, oh, you got to go play pool with your cousin Svakistan. And if you don't, he's going to get mad at you. And then you're not going to get this thing. And it's like, fuck. All right. And it was like life. It was like, yeah, you have, like to, go. <laughs> like have to go play game. pool with some guy. And, you know, I had trouble like following thing. the map. I, I was, yeah. I'm so retarded. Yeah. I just, I stopped. Mm. I was like, I'm going to go listen to my mm. finals over yeah. here. Maybe you should take up Roblox. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, you yeah. brought you told me that you read the book uh, Masters of Doom. I did, yes. Uh, which I was, is a, it's, yeah. I did play that game. Yeah, like yeah. The first love, uh, the yeah. first uh, iteration of that can Doom yeah. One, I think. Doom, yeah, because yeah, there's three. Yeah, it's three, three Dooms. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was the first Doom. Yeah. Um, but this book, Masters of Doom, by David Kushner, is the story mm. of John Carmack, mm. the programmer, and John Romero, who is the developer, right? Mm, yeah. Who uh, created Wolfenstein 3D, Doom, and Quake. And it chronicles how they rose from like more or less broken homes, really. Yeah. To, I don't know, create probably one of the most influential and controversial game of that generation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's hard to like really put your headspace back into that time just because now it's just like first person shooters are just like whatever, bro. You know? It's commonplace. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost commonplace pedestrian. Now, and so it's like it's... people don't care anymore. But back then it was like politicians are like, we need to stop all this. It needs to be, it's destroying the world and we need, you know what I mean? Well, didn't people blame Columbine on Doom? Yeah. Quake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, even today, video games are still like a kind of scapegoat for random shit. You know, yeah, and like the internet yeah. in general. But no, yeah. they they, they mm. say like violent mm. video games begets violent behavior, right? You know, and they, but although I mean, now we kind of know that a lot of that shit has come from the NRA. You know what I mean? So well, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, they're um, trying to deflect blame. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not guns, but it's like <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know. When Duke came out, it was really cool. I was young, but it was like I forget how like innovative and like revolutionary it was at the time when that game came out when, we're when did golden eye come out that was 97 i want to say when was doom 93 doom was 93 okay Late yeah 93 okay yeah and, and i don't think there i mean wolfenstein 3d was before doom wolfenstein 3d yeah wolfenstein 3d was before doom that was Which, the game they put out right before doom yeah that blew my mind i remember when yeah. i saw that i was like yeah. holy shit yeah and that was a computer game it was yeah. a pc it was game a computer game yeah. yeah and so was doom actually yeah doom when, yeah because yeah. the thing about um. Well, let's. I'll get into that the the tech uh, the technology of it as we go on. Well, but, so yeah. Tell me about these guys. They, okay. they so it's in ninety one. Yeah, they started their own company called ID Software, which but yeah. they they both met at a another video this company game company called in, Soft Disk in, in Louisiana, Shreveport, right? Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like yeah, they both kind of came from broken homes where they were both like like John Romero was kind of like. He was basically kind of like a Hessian, you know what I mean? Yeah, he had long I mean, hair, listened to a lot of metal. He still kind of looked like a Hessian. He kind of yeah. looked a little bit like Tom Araya from Slayer. With yeah, his long hair. Yeah. Even like, I mean, later on, I mean, he still has long hair. Yeah, yeah, and like fucking, uh, you know, he would get like just he would go play arcade games. He was obsessed with games, like in the late seventies, early eighties, when he was a teenager. And his stepdad, who was some Air Force guy, would just beat the fuck out of him every time he yeah. found out like he was like playing games. Or whatever. I read something that his stepdad, like yeah. he was at, I don't know, like a Seven Eleven playing a game yeah. or something. His dad came behind him, just smashed his head yeah, yeah, like, yeah. into the into the yeah. Q-Bert yeah. screen. Yeah. <laughs> and it was <laughs> well, he was like yeah. failing out of school. Like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. He was failing out of school, but he would like what he would do. He'd ride his bike to the local university. I forget what this was. Some shithole in California or Nevada or something. <clears throat> He would ride his bike to the local university, the computer lab there, because this is in the late 70s, so it's like people didn't have home computers. Yeah. You wanted to fuck around with computers, you had to go to a university generally. And it was like he would program games like with the cards, you know, those punch cards? Oh, where it's Jesus. Like, you know? how, how and then you at one point do... he was riding home with his, on his backpack and he had his punch cards. It was like a thousand punch cards in order. <laughs> and he, he like fell and then all the punch cards are all over the place. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore <clears throat> with the punch cards. It's not happening. <laughs> Where, yeah. how, where did he learn that though? That's what I'm like. Yeah. These guys, like uh, John, like John Carmack too. Where did they pick this up? Where did they learn programming? Um, literally, just from like reading books and talking to people and going hanging out at universities and stuff. You know? Wow. Um, like, did they see the like movie classes. War Games and they're like, I have to do this? A real Some genius of it was a little before that even. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I guess it was. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was starting to kind of take hold. It wasn't until like the Apple II came out that things became a little more accessible. Like you could program games in basic without fucking punch cards and shit when the Apple II came out. And when the Apple II came out, there was this like hacker manifesto that kind of like all those old nerds like Steve Jobs and other people like had this kind of ethos about like, you know, oh, anybody should be able to hack anybody's shit and make... It's like you know, shareware. It's like it's shareware, like kind the, of this everybody, idea. Yeah. And you could donate to it. Yeah. If, if you liked, you could donate to it, but every it was accessible to everybody. You yeah. don't lock it down, you don't patent it. Yeah, you, you don't, don't lock, sue people. Exactly, yeah. And that was kind of the, the ethos behind that whole thing. Um, and yeah, and with Apple II, it was kind of the first time, like, 
you could kind of program anybody could sit down and program a game. But what I mean, was the programming language at the time? It was basic. It was just basic. That was oh, like okay. the thing. So it would be like when you and I sat down to do it in school, it would be like 10, you know, go to 20, fuck you, Mrs. Cripplebomb or whatever, and then 30, whatever, and then it would like do the program where like these guys were like doing a thing about making a game about the pyramids because they were like fucking <laughs> autistic geniuses. Well, I remember you know? we had classes in, uh, God, this is like hmm. my freshman or high school or eighth yeah. grade microcomputers class where you would do like simple basic commands to make turtle. like a happy clown face yeah, yeah. or a turtle and a it turtle. would print out your dot matrix printer yeah. and be like look what I made I'm a hacker yeah <laughs> I'm a programmer yeah <laughs> I wish yeah. I would have stuck with it though I, yeah Jesus yeah because it's like there are some people that it's just like they take to it yeah and then immediately and it's, like, it's like their thing um, and then well, as it's that like went learning on, a language too. yeah I mean think about it as that went on Commodore 64 was actually also really dope for that. Um, and uh, and then, of course, PCs came about in the mid-'80s. And, um, yeah. Now, the thing about PCs was that, um, like, when, when they were working at Softdisk, uh, Carmack and Romero and Tom Hall and some of the other people that founded id Software... It's only like five guys. Yeah, it's right? only five guys. Yeah. It stands for Ideas from the Deep is what it is. Oh, that's, that's what it's yeah. software stands for. And also id. What, what what games had Soft Disk made? They were just making like the like soft like Soft Disk was like it was like a magazine subscription and you belong to the, and you sign up for it and every month you'd get a disc in the mail that had like, you know, oh, it's a tax program and here's a weird game about building pyramids, you know? Oh, okay. And nerds would nerds subscribe would just... to it and it was like you could have a, in the eighties, you could have a business like that and, and do well. Did you do you ever subscribe to that? No. No. I think I I subscribed to like P by the time I subscribed to anything like that, you didn't get like discs Wired. with it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like PC gamer or you yeah. know, whatever. Um But uh you know, so it was like these little shitty games because the thing about computer game PCs was that the and it remains so to this day. Graphics processors have always been separate from the CPU uh, on in, in PCs. PCs yeah. yeah, and so like, well, they were working at Softdisk in like 1989 or 1990 or whatever, building these little shitty games that like happened on one screen. Um, you know, like Super Mario Brothers three came out. And like you could do things on a Nintendo that could never ever be done on a on a PC because like you know how like just like seamless side scrolling in oh, Super yeah, Mario, yeah. you yeah. know, and even in Super Mario Brothers Three, there's like seamless side scrolling. There's like clouds are going this way and things are going that yeah, way. There's and, yeah, there's movement above yeah, yeah. and below. You. Yeah, yeah, at the same time. Um, and like on a on a PC game, if you wanted to go from one screen to another, you go to the thing, and then it'd be like. And then it just like, shifted. It slowly <laughs> shifted because it would have to redraw the entire screen, and the graphics processors on PCs were just shit. They yeah. couldn't do it. Um, and while they were at Softdisk, um, they start. They were making games for Softdisk, but they kind of didn't like the company, and nobody there liked them because they'd have their own little room and they'd like sneak in their own like microwave and refrigerator and like turn up fucking master puppets and just like fucking you know and just like. As long as you gave them like Diet Coke and pizza, they'd just be like, you know. And, and they would be there like what eighty hours a week. Yeah, pretty doing much. This shit. Yeah. yeah. And they're eventually they're like, you know what? Let's make our own shit because this company's stupid. So they started. What they started doing is like at night and on the weekends after they were done after this company shut down, they because t- they didn't have their own computers because these were like 
dope ass computers to make games with. They take the computers into their cars and take them home and then work all night or all weekend and then bring them back in the morning <laughs> is what they would do. <laughs> and like, so, so is that how they, is that how they built uh, Wolfenstein? Um, no, that's how they made a game called Commander Keen. Oh, that was the first you game. Might, yeah, that was, there was a company called Apogee. That okay. was a shareware company. And how shareware would work is that like you'd give the first level of a game for free to users. And then if they wanted more, they would buy the rest of the levels. Which is very innovative. They were the first guys that really... They were, yeah. yeah that really did this. With and they Doom. were the later go on to do like yeah. Duke Nukem for good, for good or ill. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, they they made because the, Carmack John Carmack because John Romero was the kind of the Hessian metal you know level designer guy although he could still program pretty well John Carmack was like mm, like you said genius mm, program after yeah after everything yeah. he said he'd go mm, kind of like Billy Bob Thornton and Sling Blade mm. be like mm, I need a pizza I'm gonna be programming all night mm. you know fast <clears> and, and just like didn't have players. emotions and didn't know how to deal with human beings you know well, he looks I mean they all mm. kind of seem sociopathic yeah but yeah. he's just kind of like that uh, quintessential dork like yeah. Anthony Michael Hall in Weird Science yeah that just sat yeah. there with the, you know, the the 80s glasses Steve Jobs looking glasses yeah not Steve Jobs, Bill Gates looking glasses right, and just yeah, sit yeah. there and program like 80 hours a week and yeah. just have no contact with humans. Yeah, Probably he, somewhere on the spectrum. He was the one who figured out how to do seamless side-scrolling on a PC, which is what they did in Commander Keen, which is just a little platformer, you know, 2D platformer game. And But they had already been doing this on any, on Nintendos at this point? Yeah, on, on Nintendos consoles? they could because Nintendo was just like, had one processor and all it existed to do was graphics. You know, yeah, that was it. Yeah. So they could do that. You couldn't do that on a PC. But what he figured out is that, like, rather than redraw the entire screen as it side scrolls, only redraw the parts that change. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, wow, wow. And no one okay. ever. And it's like you basically trick through programming. Like, you trick. Like, oh, it's pixel, you know, I7. You make the computer think it's pixel I. 27. So certain know? elements would remain static, but just the yeah. ideas that are dynamic is, is, is what's new. Yeah, and he was so the first person to ever like, think. Like He had real out-of-the-box thinking in terms of, of, of how yeah. to program graphics. But I mean, this was groundbreaking at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was though. groundbreaking. And so I, I read something, uh, a quote, that they were saying that someone... Uh, approached him as like you should patent this technology. Yeah, the like, guy who ran soft disk. Yeah, and uh, he was and he got really pissed. Yeah. Carmack got really upset and was just yeah. like, "Don't you ever say that to me again." Yeah, because he's like, "I learned because of other people. I yeah. borrowed this yeah. knowledge <laughs> from other people, other people, you know, other programmers. Mm. I took this and I used it to program." And he goes, "I think people should mm. take this and and uh, mm. you know and use it for their own gains." And yeah. so he was like, and I think that's part of the, that whole hacker ethic. Yeah, and that's actually what led the guy at Softest to think that maybe something was up. And then at some point, he actually asked John Carmack because he knew that John Carmack like can't has no guile, so he can't yeah. lie. <laughs> so they're like, "What? What are you guys doing? Are you guys working on your own game?" He's like, "Yeah, we've been taking the computers mm, at night and bringing them back, program, mm, you know." And um, so they had to negotiate this leave from that company, where like they could leave, but. To not get sued, they'd still have to do like one game a month for soft disk. Oh wait, while they started yeah. in software, they still had to still produce games yes. for soft disk. Yeah, and then they were also making games for Apogee um, shareware. You know, well, did they have a partnership with Apogee? They did. They had oh, a partnership okay. with All Apogee. Right. I forget the guy. Scott Miller, I think, was the guy who ran Apogee. And um, so then they moved to like Madison, Wisconsin, and they just like got a big apartment and they just worked out of that fucking thing. And they Where'd made, they get the money to do that, though? 
Um, it was just like their savings, you know. Oh, okay, they just, it was just they like just yeah, it was just like they had an apartment. Some guys were sleeping on the couch. It was just like whatever, you know. Wow, because um, you imagine how bad it must yeah. have smelled. But as soon in as there. like as as soon as they started selling the Commander Keen shareware, it'd be like they'd be getting not a lot of money, but they'd be like all of a sudden they'd be getting like oh here's a check for ten thousand dollars, you know, mm. which at the time was a lot for them, you know. God. So like, it smelled awful. Yeah, no, it smelled terrible. Just B.O. Yeah. and cum. Yeah, and there was like John Carmack's cat pissing Virgin all over the Day. place. Yeah. Eventually he put it down. Like eventually they he went put, to work. He, he put work the one cat day. down. Yeah, and they're like, "Where's the cat?" And he's like, mm, "It was getting in the way of my program, and mm, I took it to the vet. <laughs> I took it to the shelter. <laughs> you know, doesn't give a shit. You know." So that's where they did Commander Keen. Yeah, that's where they did Commander Keen, uh, and eventually they actually moved the company down to Dallas. Yeah, that's I read about that. Yeah, and um, they uh, that's when they were like, all right, let's... Carmack was kind of fucking around with 3D by that point. And um, there used to be a game called Castle Wolfenstein, an old one from the, the old, early I'm, 80s. Do you, I mean, you remember the old one, though? I never played I mean, the old oh, one. Oh, I, I remember I had a friend yeah. that had that yeah. in Leisure Suit Larry. Okay. <laughs> I go to his house, and I was like, God, oh, yeah. dude, Wolfenstein's awesome. Yeah. And that's why when Wolfenstein 3D came out, mm. I was just like, dude... Yeah, this yeah. is like wish fulfillment. Yeah. Let's go through here and mm. kill Nazis, and it was yeah. awesome. Because it was like the only you couldn't really have good action games on a PC before that point. Like you could have eh. if they took place on one screen, like yeah. Pac Man, it'd be fine. But with Wolfenstein, it's like you're going around. It's like moving kind of in real time, in. shooting Nazis and shit. And they he was Carmack was the first guy who invented um, texture mapping. Oh, Whereas um, where no like one... you have a wall uh, next to you, and then rather than just have the wall being green, you put a JPEG of a brick wall, like a brick wall, and make it, it look like yeah. a yeah. So yeah. you're in like a bunker or something, or yeah, a yeah, basement. Yeah. Um, so, so you can see how Wolfenstein was a predecessor, though, mm. to Doom. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, was. The same game engine. Um, and when they put that out, people were like, "What the fuck?" Because it was like the guy, the original Wolfenstein came out in '83 or something, but that guy never renewed the copyright, so they were like, "Oh, we could just make a Wolfenstein game." Oh, and so wait, yeah. they didn't even have to buy no. uh, a license for nope. it or anything? Nope. Wow, it was totally public domain. You know, I read that it was making because it was a smash hit. It was making like 120 grand a month. I think so. Yeah, something that's like crazy. That. So yeah. I mean, those guys yeah. must, that must have changed their lives. Right? Yeah, was John just that Carmack game. bought a Ferrari, and, <laughs> and, and it wasn't fast enough, so he had to turbo fucking engine put in the Ferrari. Wait, that was from Wolfenstein yeah, proceeds. Yeah, yeah. So not even the not Doom. Even, yeah, yeah, not yeah. even Doom yet. Wow. Yeah, because it's like they didn't spend money on anything else. They didn't. You know what I mean? I highly doubt they had girlfriends. Yeah. Because like the, the, the I Romero early had some girlfriends. Game maker. Yeah, Romero did. He was he was married. He was married and divorced and shit. Yeah. But like the early programmer, like game makers, were really weird. Like, I mean, I guess they're still weird. But like Richard Garriott, aka Lord British, who made the Ultima nice. games. He was a real weirdo. He's still a weirdo. He's still around. <laughs> uh, he calls himself Lord British, named after his character. Lord um, British and. Um, uh, Ken and Roberta Williams, who founded Sierra Software, like King's Quest, Space oh, Quest, yeah, yeah. remember all that shit? They'd have the, there's some photos on the internet of like their hot tub parties in the 80s, <laughs> and it's like, oh, what the was fuck? Was it all dudes? No, it was some Did women. Did they hire hookers? Just need a, no people you want to see in a hot tub. <laughs> no one you want to see in a hot tub. You know what I mean? Because Ken and Roberta Will, Williams were like, I, I don't know if they were swingers, but I think they were probably swingers. So these guys. End up coming out with Wolfenstein, mm. making a bunch of money, mm. and it's like 120 grand mm. a month in sales. Mm. I mean, that's you know legitimizes mm. the industry at that point. But the next game had like a seismic impact when Doom came out. Mm. I mean, the internet was just 
coming of age at the time. Yeah. It's like 1993. It was the yeah. very, you know, the, the genesis of the internet. Yeah. And uh, I think id's marketing was brilliant because that's yeah. when you could download the first stages or levels of Doom for free. Yeah. And, but once you start playing it, everybody's forking their credit card numbers to buy the whole thing. Yeah, and you could get it on like BBSs. I was talking to you about that. Oh, I, the bulletin board yeah, systems. I, yeah, a bulletin board service, which I belonged to in high school. It was one, like you had to dial up locally and it was like, there was like a chat room and a forum and like a, you know, you get text files of the anarchist cookbook or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I when I was, well, I was had called, friends that would download yeah. stuff from that. I mean, the Ministry of Knowledge in Rhode Island, that was the one I, I dialed into because you'd have to dial into something local if you didn't want to get charged long distance. So they were all local. Oh, so you just mo use your modem, yeah. dial into it. And would you chat with people or just you like would read chat with information? People. Yeah, oh, you okay. chat with people. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's where a lot of people got it. That what, what kind of computers did you have at the time? It was a really shitty PC. Oh, okay. yeah, but you could PC. still do it with that, you know. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, you could do that, and then like um, also Doom when it came out had um, multiplayer. Yeah, th and that was also groundbreaking too. Yeah. And that's something Carmack uh, developed himself. Yeah. So you'd have to have two computers on a network on the same network. You couldn't do it like. <clears throat> You know, across the country, it wasn't that fast. But if you were in a university or something with computers that were networked to each other, it shut down entire universities' fucking computer Yeah, I heard the University of Wisconsin, it crashed their computer system <clears throat> because too many people were downloading Doom to play it. Yeah, yep. Wow. Yeah, I remember mm. at the time, like, I, I never had a PC, but I'd go to friends' houses and play it, and I thought it was cool, especially because it was so graphically violent. Yeah, yeah. He had never seen anything like that. I mean, yeah. he had, like, you know, animated blood and mm. guts and jibs and things flying mm. out everywhere i mean it was just it definitely was mind-blowing and the artist uh, in uh, adrian something i forget his last name but he was basically like the adrian guy carmack Car no relation though yeah no relation yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. yeah he was like the the passion that you'd see in detention like drawn really realistic demons while you're sitting there in detention like that was him that was basically yeah, you know you could tell yeah. these guys were hashes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, mm. but, but like into frank frazetta and shit like yeah, that yeah yeah so doom mm. and doom 2 sold about 2.7 million copies yeah. in the u.s and now it's like some people are saying that you know it might be as many as 20 million yep you know that they've gone there come through and so after doom mm. um its successor quake became wildly successful a fundamental disagreement mm. erupted between the creators about what made a computer game great. Yeah. And I think and that's this kind happened of what before, split them but apart. This is the first time where it was like so irreconcilable, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was like almost an ex existential crisis yeah. here between their, I guess, game developer. I don't know, uh, methodology, like ideologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, so you had Carmack's specialty was the programming. And yeah, he yeah. had programming advances that allowed for increasingly fast and realistic yeah. play. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's what draws people to a game. I mean, yeah. that's why Doom was so much more successful than Wolfenstein <clears> is because <throat> you had this fast gameplay. Yeah, yeah. You had these fast game engines. Whereas Cooler Stories, Weapons and Monsters was what Romero dreamed up. Yep. So what is it? Like, uh, so Romero would say, you don't watch a movie because it's 35 millimeter or 70 millimeter. It's the idea, the story of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Carmack, I read some uh, quote that Carmack said that uh, the story in a video game is much like the story in a porn. Yeah, he said that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think they had fundamental differences in ideology. And, and also the thing is apart. like, the thing about the company is that like, it, there was definitely an inequality of power because Romero, he was a visionary, but you could get rid of him 
and get some other weirdo that was yeah. into metal and fucking Dungeons and Dragons and probably get the same results. Whereas Carmack, he was he was gold. You couldn't get rid of him. I mean, you he know was the I mean? programmer. He yeah. built the whole game He engine. came up with all of these fucking things that nobody else came up with. So, Well, Carmack yeah. said that uh, Romero started to succumb to this like rock star mentality yeah. of himself. I was reading a mm. bunch of... Uh, like funny uh, mm. quotes about him. Uh, people are saying he was maneuvering for fame instead of working mm. hard yeah, yeah. on making a new game. <clears throat> right. And I think that you look at Carmack, you could see that that guy, even though he had tons of money, he was yeah. buying Ferraris, he was still programming 80 hours a week because that's what, that was his passion. And the thing is, they'd fired founders of this company before because they, when they set up this company, they had a thing where like at any time, if all of the other members agreed, they could fire one person and then that fire, that one person will walk away with nothing. No shares. Or yeah, no shares. That's how they set it up because they're like, we don't want it to get in the way of making games. It's almost like the band Slayer. I know I said that yeah, yeah. he was like Tom Mariah, but yeah. the band Slayer, mm. uh, I remember Dave Lombardo, the original drummer, complained about inequality and how much they're getting paid. Yeah. They booted him. Yeah. He's got another drummer. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, Tom Mariah and Kerry King, were, mm. they're making all the money. Mm. You know, I mean, they're deciding who gets paid. It's right. kind of similar to what was going on here with Romero yeah. and uh, Carmack. And it's like, no, we're, you know, mm. we're the main guys. Um, I read something here that uh, Romero was uh, described by GQ as being the Quentin Tarantino of computer game mega violence, mm. <laughs> given rock star treatment by the technology press yeah. at the time. Um, I, I guess they said, you know, they'd bought several Savaris, Safar, uh, Ferraris each. And they turned Dallas into the blood and guts capital of the mm. industry. Mm -hmm. But then when they broke up over that spat and they went their separate ways, people said it was like Paul McCartney and John Lennon yeah. splitting up the Beatles. Right, yeah. Like it was that like monumental. Yeah, and it was like... To the industry. You know, because one thing about Quake is like, Quake was pretty amazing too. I remember when I was in college... Remember Jared? He came on and talked about his XXX Tentacion book. Yeah, yeah. He worked at the he got a work study job at the politics department, and he set up the entire politics department. So it was just a giant quake networked thing, <laughs> you know. So I'd go there and like, and I I'd never played network doom, so I never really understood. Yeah, you know, I don't think I ever played. I would just that. do that and be like, and these politics professors, but like, what the fuck are these people doing, you know? And we would just play that shit because Quake was amazing. But the, when Romero left, he went. He left to make his own game called Daikatana. I was reading about this. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a failure. That's a fucking <laughs> dumpster fire. That game. <laughs> it came out in two thousand, and it was in four episodes. It took place in like Japan in the future, and ancient Greece, and medieval Norway, and San Francisco in two thousand thirty. <laughs> and it was like and you in it you were like it was like first person but there were two sidekicks that you had that had to go around with you and one of them was named Makiko Ebihara and the other one was named Superfly Johnson <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what? if any of the sidekicks died you failed and it was really hard to keep them alive like it was so Did you fucking ever play stupid. this I know I know I never played it but I I have friends of mine I had heard it. of it yeah it, it, this was by his company Ion Software right? yeah 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 so he had yeah. split like mm -hmm. he and Carmack on this this uh this tiff yeah they went their separate ways oh actually Carmack kept mm. id yeah i believe and then mm. uh, romero mm. ended up forming ion software right and this was his game this daikatana yeah which had like a 
like an insane amount of pre-hype for this game. And I think yes. that is what uh, contributed to the failure. Yeah. Because, uh, well, that and I guess it was yeah. delayed several times. They kept delaying the release. Though, to be fair, they later did go on to make Deus Ex, um, oh, which, which was a very yeah. good game. So, yeah. But they said uh, yeah. the, the game received these poor reviews and it was finally complete. And upon mm. release, it was critically panned. Daikatana yeah. was critically panned and appeared on numerous top 10 worst game listings yep. and they said part of the reason it was it was so bad is because in 1997 romero had an advertisement that came out that said john romero is about to make you his bitch yeah. suck it down <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then he uh, kind of became the bitch because the game sucked <laughs> he lost a lot of money on it too yeah yeah but i mean deus ex he must have made a shitload mm. so what so what happened then uh what happened with um with Carmack, I mean, he went on. What he stayed with it, and they went Quake Two. Yeah, and now he's like a, the Quake CEO two. or the CTO of, of Oculus, right? Didn't he become like? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he did. Whereas, um, mm. um, I think uh, uh, Romero ended up. I think he. I forget where he works now, but he's still producing games. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I was reading yeah. that he's producing a game for his uh, mm. his kid. His his 11 year old came up with called Gunman Taco Truck. Do you hear about this? No. He's developing this game yeah. that Adult Swim picked it up, where it's yeah. like post-apocalyptic world, your taco truck, you got to kill mutants to make tacos to feed humanity. Right. It's called you Gunman Taco yeah, Truck. That might even work. Who knows? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds kind of... Yeah. I mean, they made like four quakes, you know? Yeah. So they kept making quakes. But yeah. I think what happened is Carmack mm. wanted to get into VR, and that's yeah. kind of where he started going into Oculus. Right. Which, um, I mean, I bet you if, if anybody can develop like a VR... Like right. a true VR game, yeah. it's gonna be that. Guy. I'm so skeptical of VR. I've never seen a cool thing in VR. I've never seen. Yeah, I've seen some cool stuff yeah. in VR. Like yeah. I've, I've been to a couple of places and and did VR. We went to a VR studio in Santa Monica and they yeah. had this like Wright Brothers thing where you're actually yeah. walking around in the world like when they're about to launch a plane. Yeah. It's cool, but yeah, and I couldn't imagine like a whole video game world yeah but it's you know? yeah and after playing it for 25 minutes you vomit up your spleen you know what i mean <laughs> and it's like it doesn't it's not like a thing you're gonna sit there and play for 30 hours it's just not so <laughs> yeah. um so th those guys never reconciled no they've never worked together again no but i thought they came out with a new doom did they yeah like no. i was reading that doom they had a new version of doom that came out in like mm. i don't know like in 2000 13 or something oh yeah there yeah yeah there was the did that ever come out i don't well, think it i thought did. they were working on it yeah and then uh, i think the book uh, was written before that so i don't know yeah i think but, uh uh mm, romero mm, had actually mm. put out like a new level of doom recently right and that was that caused a lot of uh oh um, that's right it was shitty I a lot heard. of coverage but yeah, a lot of I, there's a lot of yeah. press coverage for it because yeah. it, you know uh, people are like oh my god it's 21 yeah. years since we've had a new level of doom right so they maybe they were going to work on there was one that came out doom 3 came out in the mid aughts or something it came out along that's the, that's what i'm talking doom, about doom, no i'm sorry doom 4 came out in 2008 that's right okay that's the one i was it. talking about but uh, yeah no apparently they're doing like a new re but it's like what are you gonna do you know well, we got call of duty the Fortnite. we got Fortnite. yeah like, Fortnite's free yeah it's yeah, like i don't think yeah. you can really i mean they did i mean they paved the way for Fortnite. yeah they paved the way for call of duty right but at this point, it's like, why pull yeah. out another... It's like, you know, creating another fucking Kid yeah. Icarus. But the, the funny thing about the Daikatana thing, it was kind of a lot like when Mick Jagger left the Rolling Stones in the oh, 80s his solo and tried to do like a fucking Michael man. Jackson kind yeah. of, uh, you know. It was very much that kind of situation. Dancing in the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
God. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not yeah. going to be able to go solo. Uh-huh. Um, I read something about a military expert here, appeared on 60 Minutes. This is shortly after mm-hmm. Columbine. And he said these shooter games are a how-to manual for killing without a conscience. Um, politicians freaked out. I remember when all mm-hmm. this happened. This was like early aughts. Mm-hmm. And then they were, um, they were saying uh, id Software was among 24 entertainment companies that were named in a $130 million lawsuit by the families of three victims killed mm-hmm. in the school shooting in uh, Paducah, Kentucky. Shooting a real gun is very different from fucking playing Doom. You know what I mean? The, the gunman in this case different. in Paducah, Entirely Kentucky different. said that he loved Doom. Yeah. He used to play it all the time. Yeah. But like, <laughs> who the fuck didn't? Who was well, of a certain age? You well, know that's what I mean? the thing. Yeah. Although Romero did point out in an interview that Marines have used a version of Doom for training their troops how to kill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they made a special version mm. add-on so that soldiers played Doom to feel like they were in a war situation. Right. Is that real? Yeah, you like learn about cover and stuff like that, sure. <laughs> you know. So that's a good book, though. Masters of Doom. Masters of Doom. Came, I think it came out like 2003. It's a while ago. Was it that? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a, I guess I was, it was. Yeah, I was reading right. some interview yeah. in Rolling Stone with a guy where he wrote that he actually like went down there and immersed himself in these guys' lives, hung out with them for like three it's years. It's written almost like a novel. Like this guy said this, and you know, yeah, like I, yeah. you know, I've heard it's been mm. option. Like they're making a movie out of oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, it's really like I was kind of surprised. Like it's like really exciting and fucking, you know. What's the most salacious story yeah. in there? If we can get this done, Romero said, this is going to be the fucking coolest game that the planet Earth has ever fucking seen in its entire history. You know, it like has what they said at any given moment. You what's know, the most like salacious story? Like, did they have any like snorting coke off of a hooker's labia or something? Nope. It's just all just diet just, coke and pizza, man. Jesus it's Christ. not really. Yeah. Pretty nerdy. So that happen, oh, happens you when go. you give virgins money. Yeah, anyway, yeah. people, go check out the book, Master of Doom by David Kushner. Yeah. Sounds right. like a good read. Yeah. It's episode 673 here Sick and Wrong. We have news stories coming up next. And uh, Greg, we have actually some pretty good phone calls this week. Yeah. We got a uh, an update from, well, news stories from Marshall Island Tony. Oh, God. It's the last time you heard of that guy. <sighs> and he sent pics, which is even better. I know. I saw yeah. him. I uh, but first, uh, let's say, uh, here's a All word about our right. Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So first story we have here uh, has to do with a guy who, for some reason, (laughs) uh, detailed graphically uh, the killing he committed of his friend to, uh, to his buddy who actually used his, uh, who used this, he secretly recorded this video and used it in court against him. Okay. Yeah. That's why you'd never, just don't trust your friends. Yeah, yeah. But if you also, if you kill somebody, don't confess to the whole crime and explain in detail how you did it to a guy. Yeah. You know, just like, shut up about it. Yeah. You know, let sleeping dogs lie. Um, 
I pretty much hung her. I picked her up and had her dangling off the ground, says a man prosecutors have identified as Liam McAstony. It's a weird name. A struggling New Jersey artist who allegedly murdered Sarah Stern over a few thousand dollars. It wasn't even like, you know, 50 grand. It was like three grand. His name is Liam McAstony. Okay. This kind of looks like a, you know, I didn't actually look at his art, so I don't know if it's any good. I couldn't imagine. You just look at the guy, he just looks like a loser. Yeah, oh, probably you, took like a couple graphic design courses. He looks like a real sad guy that people called Stretch. You know? <laughs> Stretch. Yeah. A struggling New Jersey yeah. artist accused of murdering his childhood friend. That's the worst mm. part about it. This is a girl he grew up with. Yeah. That he was really good friends with, who he'd confide in, who actually like trusted him. Mm. He gave a chilling account of the killing in a secretly recorded video that was played in court this past week. Mm. Um, I, I imagine there must have been some kind of drug use involved. Because how do you get that desperate to murder your childhood friend? Over like three grand. Yeah, I don't know. Man, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I pretty much hung her. I picked her up and had her dangling off the ground. It took me a half hour to kill her. I set a timer, Liam McAstney pur- uh, purportedly said in the video, which was played in the New Jersey Superior Court and published online by the Asbury Park Press. They actually published the entire video of him uh, you know, confessing to his friend. Uh, McAsney is accused of killing his close friend and classmate, Sarah Stern, 19 years old, in 2017, before he and his roommate, Preston Taylor, dumped her body in a river. Prosecutors say he planned the attack for weeks, and he stole several thousand dollars that she had inherited from her mother, before he choked her to death. Mm. So in this clip that was covertly recorded by his friend, Anthony Curry, you know, he, that's the thing. He should have just like kept it between him and his other buddy who helped him dump the body, yeah. which I don't think I've ever been that good of friends with anyone to help dump a body. Mm. I think I'd just be like, dude, I'm not going to go to the cops. I'm just not getting involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that. Mm. You know, I, I don't think I'm going to go out and help you dump a body. Right. Um, but anyway, this guy... Not only gets his friend who is willing to help him dump a body, he then goes and sits in a car with his other friend, Anthony Curry, and just pretty much gives a whole confession. And Anthony Curry, meanwhile, was encouraged by police to document the confession recorded mm. on his phone. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm just amazed that this guy would be so stupid to, uh, mm. to confess like this. Yeah. So I, I have a clip here that Why I made, he that? Uh, which yeah. he's talking about how he did it, how he actually killed her. And he goes into detail. Mm. Okay, kids, here we go. Uh, bro, this is like a fucking movie. Yeah, and dude. Dude. Alright, so I'm hanging out with her. She has, we, we went to the bank, she took some money out, not all of her money. We're counting it out, and then she goes to walk out the front door. I choke her out, drag her. My biggest problem was the dog and her dog. Who's recording this? So his friend's in a car. He's yeah. in a car with his buddy, Anthony Curry, and he's just recording it on secretly on his phone. Oh, on his phone? Okay. Yeah. It sounds like he's recording it with that weird tape recorder that Macaulay Culkin used in Home Alone to fool the burglars, <laughs> whatever that <laughs> shitty thing was. That's what it sounds like because it sounds like shit. Well, I'm thinking the guy has it yeah. in his coat mm. or something. Mm. But so this is kind of funny. Yeah. He's talking about he choked out the girl. Yeah. And uh, he's saying that the most disturbing part yeah. of it yeah. was her dog. Mm. But this I'm yeah. actually a little surprised about. Like, mm. fuck this dog. This mm. dog is useless. Yeah. Laid there and watched as I killed her. Didn't do anything. 
no fucking dog. What kind of dog? Yeah, what kind of dog is that? It's like some was it a big dog? It looks like a beagle, but it's like the size of a great date. Was it, a labr- was it a labradoodle? <laughs> what, was it? what was the dog there? I like the guy's like, I what kind know. of breed? I mean, mm. he's like, well, yeah. it looks like a beagle, yeah. a but Scottish the size of terrier. a great Dane. It was like a Scottish terrier. Dude, the, you know yeah. what? Beagles are small dogs. So, but he's yeah. saying it was the size of a great Dane, looked mm. like a beagle. This guy doesn't know anything about dogs. But regardless, that's not yeah. a very, that's not a man's best mm. friend, that dog. It was a giant chihuahua. Is that a, is that a breed? No. <laughs> that dog's just a yeah. lazy asshole. Yeah. So he's saying that he choked her out and mm. then he hung her and had her dangling off the ground. Is that how we did it? Did he hang her or did he? I like, think he choked her and then her he with hung his her. own fucking hands is what it sounds like to me. Oh, you think he just picked her up? Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. No way. I don't think he could have done that. This is why, you know. Well, yeah, he said this that. This is uh, apparently the reason that you, God you know, gave enhanced upper body strength to, to men, men to do this kind <laughs> of shit. I think you're right, actually. He says, yeah. I pretty much hung her. I picked her up and yeah. had her dangling off yeah. the ground, and then she pissed herself. Yeah. I mean, I could barely do 10 push ups. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, I don't think I could do yeah. that either. I choked her out, and then she was just laying there having a seizure or something. So then I just, I had to, I got a shirt, and I just shoved it down her throat so she wouldn't throw up or anything, and held my finger over her nose, and set a timer. That's the only time I had my phone. You know, that is the only time I've ever used a timer on my phone. Do you believe it? It's like whenever I make a pizza in the oven, I'm like, ah, oh, I should use the timer, and then I don't, and then it's always burnt. But this time, I remember to use the timer. Well, look how he is. What a, a psychopath. My scientific God. approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've often thought, too, I guess you, you aren't prepared for that, because like, mm. I would think it would take you know, 30 minutes for someone mm. to die from being choked out. But I guess it makes sense. It doesn't happen instantly. Yeah. It's you not know? instantly, but yeah. Well, it sounds like he choked her out and then shoved us like yeah. a shirt in her mouth. Yeah. It took me like a half an hour after I hit start. On the timer. This, this is the thing about like heists. There's so much shit that you can't account for. You don't know. Yeah. You, you don't know until it happens. And the, the next month was just me getting interrogated by cops over and over and over again. Why? Because you were the last one to be with her? Yeah. Well, I'm surprised they couldn't crack him. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus he Christ. seems, yeah, it seems like he's really Do got I have a story to play together. This other fucking thing? No, I'm gonna, par- okay. I'm gonna paraphrase it. So Thank in the, you. it's a long, it's a long anymore. 13 minute thing. Right. But he goes into detail first about killing her, and then about yeah. the dog. He said the dog was the worst part. But then he goes into detail about uh, how he went to work right after. He hid her body in the bushes. He dragged her outside, hid her in the bushes, and then he went to work. 
Then he came back with his buddy, mm. his buddy Preston here, and they took her and they put her in the car. And his friend's like, oh, you stuffed her in the trunk? He's like, no, I put her in the passenger seat as if she like got into the car with them because he said there's a security camera. And he put her in the passenger seat. So then he drove wow. out. So it looked like he was just driving her car, but he's wow. her friend, so it makes okay. sense. Yeah. They drove out to a bridge, mm -hmm. and then he pulled her out, and they didn't realize how heavy a dead body was. He's like, I could yeah. barely pick her up. Yeah. He's like, and she didn't weigh that much, more than like 120 pounds or something. He goes, and so there are these two like bumbling idiots were trying to pick her up out of the car and throw over the bridge, but then cars kept driving by, so, so the, they kept shoving her back the in the car. The guy that was helping him is the guy that later recorded him to turn no, him No, that's oh, a different friend. Oh, a different friend. Okay. And this guy's telling everybody. No wonder he got caught. But anyway, and the bridge they chose was like right down the street from a police station. Mm. I mean, these guys are like mm. moronic on a different level than usual morons. Wow. And so eventually they just tossed her over and he's like, yeah, I figured her body would froze and and you know froze like freeze and then just her frozen body would just like float down the river okay which didn't happen they what found it, the body and yeah. put it two and two together hmm. but the, yeah the guy is just he's an utter moron um but yeah he was saying how uh he was just saying how like the dog is what bothered him the most and he didn't have any remorse about the murder at all he says i don't think about it you always think you're going to try to try new things and change but then you just don't do anything he said, it's your life. You might as well make it one. You're going to live some boring-ass life forever? Hmm. It's like, well, prison's kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, I mean, a lot of, a lot of dogs are like that. A lot of dogs, it's like, oh, they're, 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 they're like, I'm your greatest, most devoted servant. And somebody else gives it a fucking milk bone. And it's like, oh, yeah, put them in the acid. Let's go. Come on. Let's go well, to the like, park, the dog park. You know, I don't expect you know? my cats to attack anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. But dogs, like I remember when I was a kid, my sister had this Maltese poodle named Princess. Mm. You could go to my sister and pretend to hit her. Mm. That dog would rip your fucking throat out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like this yeah. little tiny thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like covered in fur. And it's like one yeah. of those Maltese, you know, like yeah, with yeah. The, 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 like the long fur. Yeah. And uh, it would fucking kill you if yeah. you came anywhere near it. Yeah, yeah. And then we had this German yeah. Shepherd that was like the same deal. It's like yeah. you give him a donut, he's gonna be like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. You do whatever you want to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what this guy expected. Like mm. the, I wonder if she was like trying to get the dog to attack and the mm. dog's just like, eh. Yeah. I'm comfortable here. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna chill. Uh, so he and his friend Taylor, who helped dump the body, were arrested on February 1st, two months after the murder. So he'd been interrogated for two months. So they eventually uh, caught him. Uh, Taylor's already pled guilty to several charges for his role and was the first witness to testify against his friend. Yeah. Right. And then I think after that, that's when they set him up with the other friend. Mm. Um, both men were now 21, were 19 at the time of Stern's death. Yeah. So there you go. You know, you're uh, 21 yeah. years old. You're going to have a very boring life. Well, maybe not, unless you think sodomy, random acts of sodomy right. are fun. Then you might actually enjoy it. But... um. Yeah, don't trust your friends unless you're like eating your own toothpaste because you're not getting enough food in solitary. Well, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yep. All right. What do you have here for the second story? <laughs> College student discovered a man, a man, a man sitting in her closet wearing her clothes, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> yeah. A uh, trans man, just like in the closet. I don't think he was a trans man. Oh, he wasn't? No. Just a cross-dressing man. Just a weird cross-dressing, closet-dwelling man. Okay. Yeah. How long had he been living in the closet? Um, like a year? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it, you know? 
I don't know how much of the story is a metaphor about something and how much isn't. It's hard to tell, but um, a college student had a bizarre experience over the weekend. University of North Carolina at Greensboro student, identified simply as Maddie, came home to her off-campus apartment to find a man in her closet who was wearing her clothes. <laughs> um, I don't really know my reaction to that, but I think it would yeah. be violent. Okay. I think it would be violent. The college junior, well, again, you know what I mean? How do you, upper body, you know, even generally in that situation, it's like even the most fucking moon-faced idiot in that thing will probably have more upper body strength than you. So it's like, how are you going to react to it? I think it, it? depends what on you know? what would happen. Depends like I remember in Chicago one year, I, it was freezing cold outside and I went yeah. to my car to go, I had to go to work and someone had smashed the back door mm. or the window, opened it up and was sleeping mm. in the back seat. Mm. And uh, I was like, get out, get out, yeah. get out. Guy wasn't moving. Come on. So I went, yeah, so I went and took my mag light yeah. and just kind of tapped him like on yeah, yeah. his shin a few times. Yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of my car. Yeah, yeah. But I was like ready to like beat the dude. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he like got out. Yeah. And was, I kind of felt bad actually. Right, yeah. It was freezing. Well, Chicago. Like, you know. Uh, the, um, yeah, the college junior told the Greensboro News that before making the startling discovery, she was convinced that her apartment, apartment was haunted by a ghost. She said that items of her clothing, like shirts and pants, have been slowly disappearing since she moved in, and she found handprints left behind on her bathroom wall. All right, handprints are kind of paranormal. This is quite but the like Scooby-Doo your clothes mystery. are disappearing. Well, that happens to me a lot. Yeah, but I mean, it's would you think it was a ghost, or do you think you just left it in the, in the dryer? Sometimes I start to you know, become convinced of a suspicion about interdimensional gnomes. Oh, just traveling your... through a dimension, yeah, coming yeah. and grabbing your shit, yeah, just yeah. fucking with you in general. Yep. And then going back yeah. to their planet. Taking your lighter, taking your socks, whatever. You know? Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, she finally realized the reason behind these strange occurrences when she heard rattling noises coming from her closet. She thought it sounded like a r- raccoon. She walked up her closed door to investigate and asked if there was anyone inside. That's when she got an unsettling response. And he answers me and he's like, my name's Drew. <laughs> See, I'd go get the Mac lane. Be like, yeah. get the fuck out. <laughs> no, when that happened, because I'd still be in a supernatural frame of mind. But you think it was a ghost? I would run out of the house. I'd keep running. I'd, I'd run. Like, you know how, like, you know, when, like, uh, you know, you like. Forrest black, Gump? When black teenagers, like, diss somebody fun in a funny way. And then the rest of them are like, oh, and they run around. That's what I would do. But I'd run like fucking a city over. Wait, you know? you're, you're, wait you're, you wouldn't be curious to see what was in there. No, I would immediately assume it's some kind of, of ghost or something and I'd be fucking gone. Oh my God. I would yeah. have to know. I yeah. would have to, it would kill me if I didn't yeah. know what was it in there. It would just like, be like, boom, you know? <laughs> and I'd be like, fucking, I'd be done. I would, I would yeah. get a weapon of some type. Yeah. But I would want to know. And it also depends on the, I guess, the tone of the voice. Well, you know what? It depends. Uh, I, if I if my cat was in the apartment, then I'd probably get a weapon or call the police. But if cat was around, I'd be like, fuck this. Well, I'm would done. you want to know by the tone of the voice? Because if it was like a really, you know, uh, high-pitched voice that said it, I'd be like, oh, that's weird. But what if it was just like, I am Drew? Like Amityville Honestly, Horror Honestly, I find shit. a weird little voice is more scary than an and then like a demon. Yeah, 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 demon voice. <laughs> like, so if it's voice. a demonic voice, would yeah. you, I, then I, I would still want to know yeah. what was in the closet. So, um, yeah. My so, name is Drew. Uh, yeah, so um, b- 
before I, she asked him, before I open the door, are you going to do anything to me? Are you going to do anything? And he's like, no, no, no. She said that at that point, she attempted to make an emergency call on her Apple Watch, but it wasn't working. <laughs> That's a fucking shock. Yeah, fuck, it, fuck Tim you, Cook. Steve Jobs. No, Tim Cook. Oh, yeah, Tim Cook. But Steve, Steve, Steve Jobs let Tim Cook take over because he knew that Tim Cook was going to fuck everything up well, so he would he look did. better, you know? You know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of those Apple yeah. Watches anyway. Well, it's like the biggest, you know, you look like a douchebag. Yeah. You know? Well, is it worse than Google Glass? Remember the glasses? No, it's not worse than Google Glass. <laughs> Nothing is worse than Google Glass. But you, whatever Google you... Glass is like a symbol of like everything wrong with the world, you know? At least the watches kind of look like Star Trek or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, you can get an Android one for $30. You know, or you get a $30 yeah, yeah, Android. Yeah, yeah. How much so, are the, I, the iWatches? I don't know, $400 or something Firstborn. Yeah. And it's like when you need to call the police on your like fucking... You know, it's just not closet working. wraith. It doesn't work. I like so. how she's like, you're not going to do anything to me. Yeah. Like, what would she expect him to say? Well, that depends. I don't know. You know, if he, it's like one of those things. It's like, uh, one I of, would one still of obtain your, a weapon. One of your closet weirdos always lies. And one of your closet weirdos always tells the truth. It's like a riddle, <laughs> you know? So if you ask him what's going to happen, you don't know. I just think it's a yeah. pointless question to answer. Yeah. Well, or you ask. know, it's good. To, it's nice to have some idea of what's going to happen. Even, you know, you want to believe somebody. We're going to watch Perry Mason. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could feel him starting to push the door open. So I was like, I guess I have to open the door. When she finally did open the door, she found 30-year-old Andrew Swoford sitting on the floor wearing her clothes, including socks, shoes, and sporting a book bag filled with even more of her clothing. <laughs> So I told you he's a cross-dressing yeah. gnome. I think he he's looks, a tulpa. He looks a lot like Buffalo Bill, though. If oh, you really? look at a picture of him, he's oh like he totally looks like Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Like goodbye horses playing in the background. Oh my god. He's more attractive than Buffalo Bill. Yeah, I guess. He looks kind of like Schwartz. Oh my god, I don't even know. Oh my god, he does. Yeah, what would right. you do if Schlitzy was in your closet? <laughs> God, I would definitely man. get a weapon. My good <laughs> lord. Um, yeah, so um, Maddie said she contacted her boyfriend and texted him photos of Swafford to let him know what was happening. <laughs> Wait, so she took photos with the iWatch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then was like texted the boyfriend, be like, yeah. this guy's in my closet, where are my clothes? Taking pictures with her watch like she's fucking Inspector Gadget's niece or something. I would think my girlfriend was mm. fucking with me if she did that. I'd be terrified. I know. Like, I would rush this? over to the yeah, house, yeah, yeah. but I would be like, if yeah. she's fucking with me, yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be really pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as she waited for help, she continued talking to Swafford for about 10 minutes to distract him. He tries on my hat. He goes in the bathroom and looks in the mirror, and then it's like, you're really pretty. Can I give you a hug? <laughs> but he never touched me. Was he tucking his penis in between his legs? I don't know. How'd think... fuck me? All right. But, he looks know, like that guy. He does look like that guy, but I think, like, it's weird. You know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like her, she had an imaginary friend as a child. Was that movie with, there was a movie with the chick from Fast Times at Ridgemont uh, High. Yeah, what movie was that? It was like Right Where, Said like, Fred or yeah, something. Yeah, but the, the imaginary friend actually came to life. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you have an imaginary friend as a kid and then it comes back. When you're like in college, Isn't and he's like, like, "I'm just gonna live in your closet and wear your clothes. I don't know. I don't really want to mess with anything." 
you know. Isn't that similar to the movie Ted with Mark Wahlberg and that it stupid is. bear? Yeah, Ted is a ripoff of Right Said Fred. Yeah, or that's whatever. That same same, same yeah, kind yeah. of deal. Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So, um, when Maddie's boyfriend arrived. But it's like if you're if you're like imaginary friend as a child came back in your twenties and just like, hey, I've just been like jerking off on your leggings all day in the closet. Is that cool? I hope it's cool. You know, the, the one <laughs> the one thing I don't understand. Yeah, is first of all, how long had he been living there? Yeah, and second, like, was this her bedroom closet? Like, this was in her room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the fuck did she not know? I, don't know. I mean, was he going to the kitchen to get food? How did he go to the bathroom? Maybe he was going in there at certain times, or I don't know. Who knows? You know. I just I don't think she's very perceptive. This woman. Um, <laughs> when Maddie's boyfriend arrived, Swafford left. Uh, police arrested him in a nearby gas station. Uh, he's under arrest. Twenty six thousand dollar bond. Got, her boyfriend's about as useful as that dog in the other story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Swafford was not violent or threatening, according to Buzzfeed. So <laughs> was he yeah. still wearing her clothing? Because I wouldn't want it back at Unclear, that point. yeah, yeah. Oh. Maddie and her roommates <clears throat> told Fox that they always lock their doors and none of their doors appears to have any damage. They're baffled as to how this happened. It's not the first time a stranger has broken into their apartment. Her building management uh, told Fox that they changed the lock at Maddie's apartment in December after she and her roommate discovered two men they did not know in their living room. <laughs> what, what the yeah. hell? Why, why, why are so many people breaking into this house to hang out? I don't know. It's weird. Like, I mean, this guy wasn't even... It reminds me of uh, The Sixth Sense. <laughs> Just like a bunch of they ghosts go, they everywhere. Go, no, remember they go in, they go, come home from the thing and his like old patient has grown up and he's like in his underwear in the kitchen. He's like, I'm real upset. And then he kills Bruce Willis or whatever. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Remember? <laughs> he actually looks like this guy. He from does actually. Yeah, 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 yeah he so. does kind of. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. So is he charged with trespassing? Yeah, he's charged with it. Terrorism? Identi- identity theft? Because apparently, if you put on, put on wait, if you put on a girl's bra, I'm now trying to be you. Yeah, this identity theft. <laughs> he like, <laughs> they don't post a picture of her. Yeah, but I wonder. Mm. You know, she she missed out on an opportunity to have a special friend. Mm. You know, she could have mm. just like had a special friend that lives in her closet that helps her out with chores. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Wow. That's it. Yeah. That's the story. I, I don't know how I would react in that situation. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd like to say I'd react violently, but I think in this situation, I'd have been like, why are you in my closet? I think I would probably be so con- uh, curious. I'd want to have a discussion about it. I think that's what she did. Uh, I think he's also probably a, a creature that inspires abject pity. Oh, that could be you too. Know? I'd be like, Seems like, you want to come on my podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to do, I'd have to yeah. record the interview as like a Patreon exclusive yeah. or something. Anyway, people send your stories to podcast gmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. I already said we have good ones. They are actually pretty good this week. Uh, you can call the Sigron hotline at 323-522-4032. Before we get to the calls, though, here's a Valentine's Day message from uh, Adam and Eve. Free stuff is the best, but free stuff that will ignite your Valentine's Day is even better. Check this out. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. That's amazing by itself. But here's where they load on the free stuff. When you enter my exclusive code at checkout, Diddle, 
Not only do you get 50% off the one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. First, for your viewing pleasure, six free movies. Next, a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, free shipping. Now that's a lot of free Valentine's stuff. So head on over to adamandeve.com and be sure to use offer code DIDDLE. Again, that's D-I-D-D-L-E. DIDDLE, because without it, there will be no free Valentine's stuff. That's DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call we have is in reference to last week uh, where we were talking about that doctor who put cocaine under his foreskin. Right. And I think I was uh, speculating that like he had like a direct connection to Colombia to get some like high-grade Colombian cocaine in Germany. But this guy has another theory. Okay. Yeah, I had some people contacting me and be like, how do you not know that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the same, yeah. same deal here. Same motherfucker. Whatever. <laughs> right. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Father Sin from The Sinful Show. Uh, yeah, I just Whatever finished listening is. to one, the episode you guys were talking about with the doctor with the uh, cocaine under the foreskin and killing that broad with, with doing that. And you guys were talking about... Doesn't this guy's voice sound like he's done put cocaine under his foreskin? <laughs> He just sounds like the guy that would do that. Yeah, yeah I put some cocaine in my foreskin. There used to be some weird Killing novels from like the 18th century about the Reverend Doctor Sin, who was some kind of adventuring parson. Doctor Sin. I'm Doctor Sin. It, it kind of sounds like an mm. an old radio moniker, right? Doctor uh, Sin. Um, how? What you know? How he has that good shit. Well, he was a surgeon, so maybe possibly he had the hookup for that pharmaceutical grade cocaine, that 100% pure shit. The okay, pharma. it's maybe, maybe they stopped giving that out in the U.S. some point in the early 80s. That stopped being a thing. That's then. what I thought, and I don't even think maybe they do it in Europe. I mean, it's possible. It makes, it's possible they do it in Europe, but I know they they've stopped treating people with cocaine a long time ago right it's been decades yeah you know because they do use that in uh surgical procedures and stuff like that Which procedures anyways yeah not fan, anymore digging your shit keep at it but yeah that's my thoughts on it anyways fuck yeah all right well thank you there dr sin uh, yeah Sinful show. I think it's a religious show, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's a televangelist, this guy. Faith right. healer. Um, yeah, they don't use farm, pharmaceutical-grade cocaine anymore they to don't. treat people. I, I don't. Maybe some weird countries they do, but they don't hear. But definitely not in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, and I highly doubt they do in most first-world nations, but I, I'd be surprised. maybe. I, yeah. I'm not sure. There's a lot of stuff you can use. I'm thinking this guy had a lot of money. And he had decent connections. That's what and I And they didn't really used to use it for surgery. They mainly used it for dental sort dental shit. You know, it wasn't like numb your, uh, yeah. Numb it your, wasn't like heart surgery or whatever. You know. Yeah. yeah, but if he's a he's a doctor, he probably could still get it. <coughs> right. Don't you think? Anyway, yeah. well, thank you Jesus. for that theory. A lot of people commented and wrote in that they're using pharmaceutical grade cocaine. You dummy. Yeah. We got a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. okay, all right. 
Yeah. All right, person who hasn't done anything since 1979. <laughs> you know? All right. Sure. Well, that being said, I would like to get my hands on some pharmaceutical-grade cocaine. Look, it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next call we have here is from uh, Adam from Tokyo, whom uh, we haven't heard from in a while. We have not. So here he is. Sick and wrong. It's uh, Adam calling from Japan. Uh, your boy in the Tokyo area. Uh calling you with a very rare non-drunk phone call but I was just listening to podcasts and that guy who was threatening suicide or whatever uh, I think you called him narco I forget his name what you called him but um, I, I thought remember. the best name would be uh, Suicide Show Bob and <laughs> my suggestion for him <laughs> that's good Ali. that's actually yeah, really yeah. good we're gonna start yeah. using that that's suicide solid. show bob that is solid that you know yeah. i think the guy's called back and he says he's like art school nerd yeah i think it's the same guy yeah it is but yeah. it's now going to be suicide show bob okay. i like that that's good all around just a ton of rakes and then just keep stepping on them and smacking himself in the face he finally goes be a way better way to go remember the rakes was that the cape fear episode yeah, he, he, the rake with him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and way more funny. Uh, that aside, I was thinking about uh, a good sick and wrong story to tell you guys. And I, I had a some story you guys were talking about some killer roommate or something. But um, oh, that narrows it down. Place, <laughs> and there was a guy. If you guys know a Canadian, he was from Newfoundland, and they're kind of like imagine like the Trailer Park Boys, but like even more trailer park or something. I don't know how you explain it. Yeah, Newfoundland is basically like, remember that part in, in Justice League when when Batman goes to that village to find Aquaman? Oh, yeah, and he's in that, that bar with That's a bunch of sailor guys. That's Newfoundland. That's, That's the whole place. <laughs> That's it. Where is Newfoundland? Is that like by Greenland North, on the East Coast? Yeah, it's like okay. where they make salmon. It's they, where oh, they, they make, make salmon. salmon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um. But he was still living in the place when we moved in. <laughs> he was just like, hey. Everybody's like half related to a squid somehow. You know, it's not good. <laughs> Is it okay if I stay here? And he, he had this sort of uh, basement place, you know. So we were kind of like, I guess so. It'll make the rent cheaper. So anyways, oh, it, it ended sorry. up being uh, Newfie Rob. And yep. Wait a second. So this Newfoundlander was living in their apartment they when they moved Luffy in. Rob. <laughs> and so he was living there, and he's like, do you mind if I stay here, eh? Yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll call you Noofy Rob, and you can just live here with us. Yeah. Did he live in the closet like the hey, other you guy? you can live in Maddie's closet. I like to put shells yeah, yeah. on things. What that that is odd that they would allow this guy to live there. Canadians are too nice to not say no. Well, you know, I don't think they're say, Canadian, no. but I think oh, they're right. saying they don't want to say no to the Canadian. Maybe because well, he's Adam a nice guy. Well, Tokyo is Canadian. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. A, okay. he's not Newfie, but he's Canadian. So sure. they're, okay, so they're calling he's him Newfie from, Rob. Um, Sasquatch Land or whatever. You know, he's one, one of those okay. places. One of those guys. Yeah. Uh, he, he talked like, oh, yeah, that's all. Like, really crazy voice. And uh, he, he loved um, Fat Girl magazines. He had all these sort of like, you know, Chubby Chaser <laughs> magazines. He'd like to show Plumpers. us. Yeah. It's disgusting. But anyways, Whoa. the best story about him was Whoa. he was drinking vodka and milk one day, which is a pretty repulsive <laughs> drink. <laughs> is that like a, the drink du jour of uh, Newfoundland? I want to retire there, I feel like. <laughs> Just now. vodka and milk? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, you know, uh, quick aside, have you seen a movie called Dagon that came out in the early aughts? 
Oddly enough, yes, I, have yeah, seen I just that watched that a couple nights yeah, ago. Yeah. So is that what Newfoundland's like? Where Newfoundland, where everyone's kind of becoming that fish creature? Yeah. Every yeah, everyone is like because you know because it's a Lovecraft thing. So everyone's like half In deep stages. one. They're half related to the sea people that. But live, they're yeah. like becoming or evolving into the sea creatures yes. to go into the sea. Yep. All right. Exactly. So that's what's happening in Newfoundland. Yep. You they're get all it. Become you a lobster. Totally get it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you just drank a ton, and um, he milk drunkenly. Vodka. I guess he. I was drinking my milk vodka. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting to look like a mud skipper more and more every day. It's <laughs> my milk vodka. Yeah. It's like, dude, was it a white Russian that he was drinking, and he just didn't know how to make one? Uh, probably. <laughs> You gotta use Kahlua, yeah. buddy, because if yeah. you just put cream and vodka. I don't know. I thought of the flicker box. You mean the television? <laughs> yeah, the flicker. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Jesus. Oh my god! This is the best. All right. He, he, he you know those cars that vacuum? Um, they're trucks, like vans that have pipes that go into a house to like vacuum furniture or vacuum uh, carpets. He stole one of those because it was running. With the pipes hanging out of it, right? So he just drove off on this thing. Drove right into the ocean <laughs> to be with his own kind. <laughs> and he saw pipes are hanging out the back. Then he took that downtown, and he got himself two prostitutes. Fat <laughs> prostitutes? I think he, he crashed into about four or five cars. And so the police caught him with two prostitutes, a stolen uh, vacuum, vacuum truck. And a sturgeon. <laughs> Uh. and uh and uh yeah hammered and yeah just a whole bunch of bad stuff anyway so i guess my point would be um uh, worst roommates ever <laughs> can, you, can you top it all right keep it safe keep it wrong uh whatever that means yeah i don't know who's your worst roommate you've ever i, I haven't lived in, with roommates in a long time i don't consider my girlfriend a roommate right yeah <laughs> I, I mean, who's your worst roommate you know what? I, th I I used to think I had had some bad roommates, and then with like time and reflection, I realized that I was the bad. You roommate. were the bad roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was the bad roommate. I remember in uh, college, Wackerly and I lived in the same house. It was like I don't know, nine guys and one girl. Yeah, and she was more or less like a dude. But one of our roommates was an art school guy, and we had one bathroom. It was on the second floor. No, no bathtub. It was just a shitty shower. And it was like covered in mold and bacteria. You had to wear like your flip flops and stand in the middle. And then one day, I remember I had a girlfriend, so I would usually just spend the night at her house yeah. and shower at her house. But she was gone for like a week, and so I was standing back at home. And I was, I remember going up there to the bathroom, and I was like, God, it smells in here. And I opened the door to the shower. Someone had just taken a shit right in the shower and just left it. I don't know because the toilet was clogged. You just left it there, the and then it became like a big deal. And we. Everyone kind of thought it was this guy, Graham. Yeah. We all suspected it was Graham because, I don't know, he just looked like a guy that would do that. Yeah. And then we had like a meeting with all the roommates about it and no one would clean it. Mm. So that shit was in that shower. This log was in there for like, I don't know, like over a month. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That, that guy also had like weird orgies in his room. And shit. Like, he's probably my worst roommate. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if he's anything next to Newfie Rob though. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. God, that guy actually seems like he'd be kind of a cool guy to have around. Right. 
with his milk vodka. <laughs> well, thank you there, Adam, from Tokyo. All right. Well, the big moment you've been waiting for here, Marshall Island Tony calls in with an update. I, you know, I haven't even listened to this, so I don't know. Sometimes I pre-screen calls, yep. but other times I'm a little bit of a hurry, mm-hmm. so I didn't get a chance to check it out yet. So I don't know what he's going to talk about. So I don't, I don't want to you know, preface this with anything. Um, he did send pictures, though. He sent pictures of life on Marshall Island and some of the natives. Is there life on Marshall Island? I don't know. It's it's disturbing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to post these to the Patreon page so you'll be able legal? to check this out. To post these pictures? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Why not? All right. Cause he took them. They're dicey, man. Well, they're, right. not nude, they're not nude pictures. Okay, yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. nudity in the like, pictures. Oof. Yeah. yeah. All right. But they are disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know what happened before or after the picture was taken. <sighs> Anyway, here's Marshall Island Tony. Hey, uh, this is Marshall Island Tony again. Um, this is a story about a girl that I was seeing up there for maybe almost a couple of months. Um, anyway, the main reason I stayed with her was that um, she had kind of her own room of sorts in the, you know, the hut shack slash shack she lived in. Um, Have and- it- in the past, he's been in rooms where it's like the whole family is in one room. Yeah. And he still fornicates with the native. Yeah. But this girl uh-huh. has her own room. Yeah. So maybe that's, you know, makes it more attractive. Since the Marshallese, they weren't allowed to stay overnight at the island I lived on. So there's like a rare treat. You could spend a night with a girl with a little bit of privacy. But her main drawback was that she was a bleeder. And by that, I mean... Um, of course, not like a virgin. It's just that, you know, we always say if you want a Marshallese virgin, you better find an ugly six-year-old with no father. Jesus. Brothers. But this girl, just every time you pull it out, your wand would be bloody and there'd be a little patch of blood on the ground and kind of nasty. And um, that insult, the injury, you know, of course, it's sad. What was he wearing? Like that dildo harness from the movie Seven? Like the, <laughs> he, was wearing the, he was wearing the thing from... Uh... Human centipede too. Yeah, like what yeah, the, the fuck, dude? The barbed wire condom. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Believe oh, me. Oh shit, man! All right, uh, yeah. They didn't have like a shower in the house in the shack. Um, to wash off, you had to go outside this big barrel of water and just um, scoop up some water and rub dub dub, wash away the blood. And you know, this is back in the age where I can bust a nut every half hour too, where you know, if the wind was blowing the right way, so that was kind of a pain in the ass. But but there's something. How many children do you think he has oh in Marshall Island? Yeah, like these like half breed children just running around. They're probably living under the sea by now. <laughs> you know, it's about you know doing an island girl on a cool tropical night that was worth it, I guess. Even if things turn into a bloody mess every time. But um. anyway, one morning we get an argument about something, and um, I'm thinking enough of this thing. And so she must have picked up on that because she, first she grabs my sandal to try to stop me from leaving, and I wrestle it out of her hands. And, um, but in the process, she grabs my shirt, and she's just gripping it like a, like a, like a drowning child hanging out for dear life. It won't let go, and I'm... Um, if you were to describe this... And to like pitch this to Hollywood, you know the story of Marshall Island Tony, <laughs> and you you know how you in an elevator pitch you're like it's like The Shining meets Sanford and Son or <laughs> I would be like, it's like Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville meets The Punisher. That is how I would describe it. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, apt. right. I would say that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I do. So yeah, little hills have eyes sprinkled in. Yeah, she's like, 
I'm later. I got to work. And she wasn't buying that. She wouldn't let go. And bigger than let go, I remember, like, for example, his headbutt was so, headbutting her so hard that my head hurt. So she had been in total pain. Um, but she still wouldn't let go. And finally, one other woman living in the house, she must have heard the commotion. And she comes in the room. And um, actually, I knew this girl. She, her name was Drucy. I remember because we called her Juicy Drucy. She was, she was pretty hot for a Marshallese woman. And, um, <laughs> She had lived in the States for a while, and um, she had some kind of sexitary job over in the island I was working on. So. Did she just say sexitary? Yeah, did he say sexitary? <laughs> I, I thought I heard that. Is that, a, is that a thing in Marshall Islands, like a sexitary? It's like a secretary that also will give you blowjobs? You know what? He definitely said that. Did he also say he was headbutting the but girl? But I feel like he just uses he doesn't use the word secretary. He, he just, just says that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Don so, Draper did too. Okay. Uh, was he using? Did he say previously that he was headbutting her to let go of his shirt? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So she's pretty well civilized, and um, so she talks to the nut job and their you know their godless heathen tongue, and eventually gets her to let go, and um. Afterwards, we're walking. I'm walking to the to the dock together with some um, juicy, and I'm telling the story. She and she's just like, "Well, you know, Marshleys." Well, okay. Well, what's the protagonist like in the story? <clears throat> well, imagine you cross Richard Spencer with Hunter S. Thompson, and that's who it is. <laughs> Sounds great. Let's greenlit. Kind of like Indians; they can't control themselves. So I thought it was kind of funny, and um, but then in the following weeks, the nut job comes to my room with. All right. Uh, is it part two? Is it part two. Oh, so I'm just finishing up here. Um, anyway, the the girl, the nut job comes to my room over the next um, couple few weeks, a few times. I managed to avoid her, but um, but then she starts uh, fucking my roommate. We dolls liked her, and I'm okay. That's fine because I'm thinking we've well, taken her off my hands, and <laughs> I thought they were a good match because. Well, she was a bleeder. This guy was a flaker. And by that, I mean, you could tell every time you used a toilet or something because there'd be like all these flakes of skin or something all over the toilet bowl. Are and people the, human over there? I don't know. I, like, what, what kind of testing yeah. is the military doing on this island? Because these, these people are all like mutants. Yeah. I, I don't even understand. Good God. Something in the soil, like the water. Or something. They make it some kind of Stargate, and it's not good. I don't know. You know? Cronenberg. Kind of nasty. So I thought, you know, the flaker and the bleeder together kind of make like a breakfast cereal or something. <laughs> but then... <laughs> Bloody flakes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. It's like a fucking cereal for hillbilly vampires. Yeah, booberries. Yeah. Um, it was maybe like six months later I left the island for good, and I heard that um, eventually he got her pregnant and married her, so... Who knows what monstrosity came out of that little match made in heaven. Anyway, that's all. I'm going to email you a couple of pictures here just to give you an idea what the, what I was dealing with. One day he's going to hear little like skittering knocks at the door. He's going to open it, and then he's going to get eaten by all of his crab children. <laughs> you know? His brood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His crustacean brood. <laughs> you know there's, yeah. you know there's got to be plenty. Yeah, yeah. Went out there. Anyway, later days, bye. Wow. Yeah, the, these pictures, he actually sends a picture of like, and 
I almost want to include his captions for the pictures because yeah. that's pretty, that's part of the, uh, the the humor in it. But it's like he has pictures of these girls like, eh, she's not that bad looking for a Marshallese. Mm. And then yeah. like a, just a bunch of other just pictures of life on the island. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll post them to Patreon. I, I don't want to put them on like the website where they're publicly available, but we can put them on Patreon. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you there, uh, Marshall Island Tony. Uh, giving us the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, a lot of people suffer night terrors because I think we think of your children yeah. that are currently living and, uh, I don't know, murdering people on Marshall Island. Uh, but thank you for that. People can call the on hotline, 323-522-4032. Uh, best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. Uh, we've been posting a lot of stuff uh, recently. Um, I'm going to be posting those Marshall Island pics. I actually post a really funny Fistful of Steel outtake yeah. where Steel was talking about how he visited a nudist colony. Huh. Could you imagine John uh. Steele at a nudist colony when he was a kid in oh. like Colorado with his parents? Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty funny story. Okay, wow. So, yeah, we have a lot of stuff like that yeah. um, that we've been posting to the Patreon page. So you just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong, sign up, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's like hours of content, extra content available. Um, and Sick and Wrong Song of the Week, uh, we're going to end the, sh- the, the show here with an Ozzy Osbourne song that, uh, believe it or not, I was unfamiliar with until yeah. Harrison pointed it out. And uh, I think the reason, I was like, listen, he tells me that Ozzy Osbourne wrote a song about Perry Mason. Uh, sure. Perry Mason was the lawyer in that 80s show. Played by Raymond, Raymond Burr. Burr. Yeah. yeah, played by Raymond Burr. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, when did he write a song called Perry Mason? And then I, I looked it up. It's from Osmosis, which is his seventh solo studio record that yeah. came out in 1996. I think by that point, I had been, I'd finished buying Ozzy albums. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm very familiar with his 80s records, but I don't really know that much. I think after Mama, I'm Coming Home, I was like, I'm not going to really <laughs> That's listen what to I this anymore. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but this song is fucking hilarious yeah I, I don't even understand the thought I don't think there was much of a thought process there I think it was like I'm a big fan of Perry Mason yeah and I'm gonna write a song about it but we're gonna end the show here with the uh, the Ozzy Osbourne song Perry Mason yeah uh, people will be back next week with episode 674 until then take a sleazy
I hate the Jews. Why? Because they smell like Jews. I'm not gonna. I love you.